Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. The Caribbean Hemp Association was founded to support the industrial hemp industry in the Caribbean islands, and we are dedicated to help legalize it here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We are here to educate people about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how hemp can be used to make thousands of products, boost local business and economy in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The headquarters for the Caribbean Hemp Association is located on St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We are an affiliate of the National Hemp Association. Our mission statement is to educate, serve, and inspire. So, are you ready to join the iHemp Revolution? My guest today is Senator Terrence Positive Nelson. Senator Nelson is serving his sixth term in office in the U.S. Virgin Islands and is better known as Positive, a man of the people. Positive is his attitude towards life and his registered trademark is Positive is how I live. Senator Nelson teaches free Taekwondo lessons on St. Croix. He is a fifth degree black belt and master instructor at his Taekwondo school, King Cobra, TKD. He has practiced Taekwondo for over 25 years. He founded a youth organization called Positive Works. He created an independent labor union, OVILU. He founded an accounting club, Accountants on the Rise. He also conducts events such as Unity Retreat Camp, Senior Citizen Brunch, Emancipation Day, Fort to Fort Walk. He's an annual vendor at St. Croix Agriculture and Food Fair. The senator has been involved and been a farmer for the past five years. Senator Nelson introduced the VI Infrastructure Reconstruction Plan, a sustainable economic revitalization strategy. He is currently sponsoring a bill in the Senate to legalize industrial hemp in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Bill Number 3100. So, Senator, welcome to the IHAMP Revolution. Well, good day, Coach Freddie, and I'm pleased to be here on IHAMP Revolution, and I would like to greet your audience from the lovely St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, and say a great thank you for you to you for being uh, a, a conduit to educate the people about the revolution surrounding hemp. Thank you very much, Senator. And can you just take you know, maybe two or three minutes and give us a little bit more background about yourself and how you got started as a senator? Then, then I would like to have a conversation with you about your campaign to legalize industrial hemp here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, like you mentioned, I... I'm a father also, I'm a husband, I have four children, three sons and one daughter. I came back to the Virgin Islands in 1995, returning from the States where I went to college and worked for the state government for a few years. Upon coming home, I took a teaching job at the, a new educational complex where 
I taught accounting for approximately 10 years. My degree is a Bachelor of Science in Accounting. I, in that job is where I really got interested because of our own predicament at the job. We weren't getting paid at the time uh, for about 12 weeks. So I became the shop steward for the American Federation of Teachers there at the school. And thus my activism began. I became an advocate for better working conditions. Uh, that's when I went out and started that union. So one thing led to the next, and the populace of St. Croix, which I'm a senator from the St. Croix district here in the Virgin Islands, started to call upon me to, to, to be their voice. So I, I threw my hat in the ring in 2004, just being disgusted with the uh, government inefficiencies, uh, government wasteful spending, and I uh, wanted to be the people's voice for a more efficient government. I ran in 2004, and I was successful, and I've been uh, ran five other times since then. I'm currently within my sixth term. I am the senior sitting senator from the St. Croix district, and it really wasn't an, an ambition of mine to get into politics, but I feel that there needs to be honest, grassroots, down-to-earth people involved in the process who can stay, remain rooted in the cause for better government. And, and that's why I've been involved. That's why I'm still involved. However, over the past two terms, I've changed my focus from just representing and being a voice to actually asserting leadership, uh, visionary leadership here in the territory. And as you mentioned, I have an economic turnaround plan that if I can get my colleagues to agree, we can see economic sustainability here in the Virgin Islands alongside legalization of, of, of cannabis or hemp for the hemp industry also. That's fantastic. When did you first introduce industrial hemp bill, I believe it's bill number 3100, to the Senate? In this term, it was, in, it was introduced on April 28, 2015. It was, however, introduced in the 30th legislature, uh, which would have been sometime in 2013. Um, but this term, the 31st, the date on it says April 28, 2015 is when it was submitted. Okay. Okay. Can you explain exactly what the bill proposes? The, the bill actually proposes to allow for the industrial, industrial hemp industry to exist here in the territory. It offers regulations. It offers for the university to collaborate with other universities or organizations or entities to advance the research and development of industrial hemp in the territory. It provides for a, a commission to be established to be the regulators of the industrial industrial hemp industry and a safeguard for those who are going to uh, seek pursuits in the industry as to not be criminalized if, in fact, there's been some uh, altercation or processing. So what are the benefits to the citizens in the U.S. Virgin Islands? Well, as we know, uh, uh, Coach Freddie, hemp is, has such vast uses. Hemp, hemp has been used for everything from fuel to food. So in my perspective, I believe a hemp industry here in the territory will provide many opportunities for entrepreneurship, for, for, for jobs surrounding the use of hemp material. Uh, I see light building products so we can have uh, cheaper construction costs and environmentally friendly 
uh, building products being made from the cultivation of hemp. I see health being improved because of the, the, the organic hemp uh, seeds that can be cultivated and, and used in, in local food. So I believe hemp can be a boost to the territory alongside helping the, 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 the health, healthy foods and providing for sustainable living uh, and affordable living for individuals in the territory. Also, there are many artisans who can use hemp canvas to actually make art out of. So it's limitless. We know that hemp has over 25,000 uses. I know, in fact, that the, the, the hemp creed, uh, and, and the ply board that can be created from hemp material can give us a sort of a niche industry here in the region. And uh, being the U.S. territory, one of the two U.S. territories in this region, I believe we can be a, a, a springboard to provide these commodities to other Caribbean islands. Yes, and I'm well aware of that. I have a lot of contacts all over the United States, especially in the building industry. I visited Colorado this summer, a hemp house that was you know, 1,500 square feet made out of hempcrete. And I'm going to be building a hemp house in the foothills of uh, Colorado and maybe build a hemp house here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So I have construction people that I'm going to be visiting this week coming up in Colorado that's putting on workshops on how do you use the hemp creek to build houses. A lot of people would like to come down here and just teach how to do all this. So uh, I'm in favor of developing it here. Definitely. And the truth of the matter, you know, hemp makes superior products when utilized, whether it be paper whether it be clothing or whether it be oils, the, the superiority of hemp as a commodity and a base product for, for, for many uh, uh, items, it, is, it speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. And so there's many, many, many uses and they're, there's, they're developing more and more uses all the time. And uh, in the plastics, for example, anything that you can make out of plastic from oil, you can make out of hemp. And as you know, down here in the islands, it's a problem of pollution with the, all these plastics. So getting away from that will clean up this, this area. Which is another use. It will protect our environment by, grow, by growing hemp and actually enrich our soil because hemp actually helps to preserve and protect the soil. Exactly. And so that it rejuvenates the soil. It's the best crop to be grown in between your other crops. And it only takes uh, three to maybe four months for the crop, especially here. You can grow hemp three times at least a year, get three crops out of an acre of land. And with the authorization being granted now in America, because of America has been the, the largest uh, developer of, of hemp products. Uh, but however, the farmers had been restricted from growing hemp until the farm bill recently passed the past few years. And with this, uh, with advanced research, with being able to cultivate the hemp itself, I would expect that the American scientists and researchers are going to go even further as it relates to uh, hemp commodities on the market. Exactly. In fact, I'm leaving here on Wednesday. We're going on the hemp road trip. We're going to be following the 2016 presidential and congressional campaigns throughout the United States. We'll be there to get the legislatures because there's two bills 
one in Congress and one in Senate, already proposed that they're going to be voting on this year about legalizing industrial hemp on the federal level. And when that happens, it'll make it easier for you guys down here. Then why not make it legal here? So that's what my contribution is. I'm helping to support and get more support from other senators and congressmen to support legalizing industrial hemp. And once that's done, it'll make it easier for these islands here. And I have a great staff right now uh, with the, the Caribbean Hemp Association coming on board while I'm gone. They're going to get the supporters for this, and they're out there. They're really excited about building uh, the Caribbean Hemp Association here and supporting you here. And it's to help educate people of the many uses of industrial hemp. We can definitely use the help in lobbying. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, as you know, relative to the entire plan. And uh, the more individuals we have uh, that can convince, uh, in particular, uh, my senatorial colleagues here in the territory, because that's who's going to have to vote on this first, uh, I believe it will be better for us. And just to add some clarity, when you said the federal government, is there's a bill to be voted on. That's more to be uh, less restrictive as it relates to commercial uh, uh, commercialization of the hemp industry, but they already pretty much have granted authorization for the research development for the industry. And so I just don't want people to feel like, because you hear, you know, they watch every movement and I want it to be established that the federal government has pretty much given the go-ahead on for the universities to establish research and advance their, their, their technology as it relates to the hemp cultivation in the meantime. Yes, in fact, in Colorado, I know that uh, last year they, they planted, uh, there were some farmers that planted 500 acres already. They're talking to other farmers now, and it's it's legal to grow in for commercial uses in s- several of the states. Yes, Kentucky is one of them. Yeah, Kentucky and Tennessee, you know, and I've talked to several farmers that they're ready to go into a 1,000 acres that they have and 2,000 acres that they have. So they're gearing up and all the research that they're doing can be used here in the, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, definitely. And, you know, again, with, 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 with hemp and the, 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 the short time it takes to, 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 to mature, even though we don't have that vast amount of land like they have there, we still can have a very uh, viable industry here in the territory because of the sun, because of its uh, reproduction phases in just like the, the three to four months, as mentioned. I, I, I'm just so excited ab- about the Virgin Islands participating in this industry because, as you know, uh, as the rest of the world is in an economic, uh, conundrum here that, uh, we, it will help us to sort of move forward and, and provide just opportunities for everybody. And we have to underscore this point as well. Because some always say when we start talking about hemp, they go to talking about individuals getting high off of hemp. That's virtually impossible because of the low THC content. And, uh, you know, we have to continuously be uh, dispelling these arguments being presented as though hemp is going to cause some type of psychological effect here in the territory. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that there are those who continue to spread that type of misinformation here. Yeah, exactly. And that's all these laws were written on false pretenses. Let's call it industrial espionage. As you mentioned before, it can be such a competitor with plastics and oil, any items made out of uh, plastic. Exactly. That they're the big players sort of squeezed 
him and out of the way. And this, this happened in 1937. Now it's time to have an IHEMP revolution, and that's what we're all about. Hemp, hemp hooray. Yes, yes, hemp, hemp hooray, and we're going to be doing it. So I, I know that you have 80-some or square miles of land on St. Croix, and a lot of that can be used for farming, correct? Yes, uh, St. Croix is a very fertile land. Uh in, in, in the slavery days and post-slavery era, it was an agri- agricultural society. Every acre of St. Croix was once in cultivation, producing some type of food. Though a uh, good bit of acreage is used up now for housing and, and other purposes, there is still uh, more than 50% of the island is still has vacant land available for use uh, for, for, for cultivation. I would admit we wouldn't want to you use all of it for hemp. However, we believe that there's enough uh, to be used for a sensible, viable uh, hemp industry uh, headquartered here on St. Croix, but to service the Virgin Islands and the greater Caribbean. Well, yes, I know farmers up in the States, they're going to be using it as a rotation crop. They still want to grow their other crops, but they want to use it as a rotation crop to rejuvenate the soil. So their other crops will really grow uh, faster and and have more nutrition and a lot of benefits from industrial hemp. And our edge, our edge is our climate, our atmosphere, warm weather. I can see us producing support superior quality hemp and thus superior quality products so that when we say made with Virgin Islands hemp, see, so we will have, I, I anticipate having fin- not just raw hemp, but finished products here in the territory. And when we say made with Virgin Islands hemp, I believe that is going to go a long way. Oh, yes, yes. I believe so too, and that'll that'll make these islands just really, you know, rejuvenate again. The whole industry and the locals will will benefit. They'll have the small cottage industries here. They won't be enormous, but enough to support a great living to the people that are already here. I look for. I am. I'm so looking forward for the the industry to begin and and to even see the attraction because these plants while growing. Create such scenery that, you know, it's also part of the tourist attraction that will be here. Exactly. And, you know, when you build houses from industrial hemp, from hempcrete, it actually takes the CO2 out of the air that's polluting. And there's no dry rot. There's no termite problems. There's a lot of benefits. So does less pesticides being used? Exactly. Aquaphorin into our sea. It's just a healthy green industry that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, there, there was a university that was given a grant to see about hemp as a, 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 a fuel source for power. And I, I, I think it showed that it's, it's, it's viable also. Yeah, exactly. And industrial hemp grows so close together. It, it's like a, if you take a, the, the stalks grow straight up and they're about four inches apart. And the leaves on the top block out the sun so there's no weeds that can grow, which is great. So you don't need any herbicides, pesticides that kills the soil anyhow. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think with the, with, with, with the level of sun, we, we might get the heights. We, we might get the, some good, very tall strains that will even make for, 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 for longer fibers. Yeah. 
stronger products. And industrial hemp, they call them cultivars. The cannabis industry and the marijuana, they call them strains. But in the, the industrial hemp, they're called cultivars. And the different cultivars that are there, and they're working on that in the states so they can share all that information on the different cultivars for hemp oil and fiber building. And they're working on that right now in Colorado. And that is why I, I, I would like to get on board, get our university uh, experts who are, because, you know, here at the University of the Virgin Islands, we do advanced research uh, and we have the expertise there at, at the uh, cooperative extension uh, services at the university to really move forward. They're excited and salivating at the chance to really do research here on this, and I don't believe we should hold them back much longer. Exactly. The Caribbean Hemp Association is behind you 100%. That's what we're here to do is to support you. And uh, do you know when the bill, this Bill 3100 is coming up for vote. Do you have any idea? Well, we're trying to get it heard again. Uh, uh, it's been heard uh, twice uh, last year in, in June and then in November. It was held in committee uh, because the AG sort of put a, 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 a monkey wrench. He came out there misrepresenting him and the senators paused. So we're, we're, we're aggressively trying to get it heard. I, I don't know when. I would okay. hopefully try to get it before the first half of the year is, is, is gone because, as you know, this is an election year and I don't want those who might be uh, hesitant due to the fear of people misunderstanding what hemp is to sort of hold back due to that closeness to elections. So okay. I, I'm pushing. Do you have any other senators or congressmen here that are uh, supporting the bill with you? Yes, there's actually uh, three other senators who have signed on thus far. Okay. Senator Clifford Graham, Senator Jackson, Myron Jackson, and Senator Traganza Roach have, have signed on along with myself. So that makes four of us. Okay. It needs at least uh, eight votes uh, to, to pass. So this is what the Caribbean Hemp Association has to do is to educate people to put pressure on some of the other senators and say, we want this passed. We're going to do our part here to educate people, first of all, to let them know the benefits so they can go to their center and say, we want this. That's our whole purpose. Well, I definitely look forward uh, to you really uh, becoming more active on, on, on the front of lobbying. I do need them to see other faces and hear other voices on this issue because uh, even though I have three other senators on the bill with me, they haven't really been very vocal in their support and, and, and lobbying for this measure. Okay. And I, and I just want to remind you and the listening audience that this is supported. This whole movement of advancing the industry here in the territory is backed and supported by a referendum which I had put on the ballot in the election of 2012, and it, it, it was uh, heavily supported by the electorate. And um, so we have our mandate to move forward already. This has been a really a great conversation with you, Senator, and I, I really want to thank you for being a hemp, uh, a, for being a guest on the <laughs> I Hemp Revolution. <laughs> so. 
And we'll have to do this again. Um, I'm going up to the States. I'll be up there for four or five months at least, and then I'll be coming back down here. Uh, but I'll be in close contact with my staff here. We'll be able to, we're going to, we're planning on doing some education webinars online so people can get online. And when we do, you can come online and be one of the, the speakers there and uh, start to educate people. Well, definitely, well, I look forward to uh, I look forward to working in collaboration with you until we get this through. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe we're we're part of the great revolution that's going to turn around not only the Virgin Islands but turn around the USA and some parts of the world. Exactly. So, thank you again, Senator. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review. Follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Caribbean Hemp Association. Like us, join our tribe, and tell your friends. Help spread the word about the Industrial Hemp Revolution. And the Caribbean Hemp Association, and how using hemp can help benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution. Hemp, hemp, hooray! Thank you, Senator. Thank you so much, Coach Freddie. Very much appreciated, man.